This is MacabreCast Raw Cuts. Unscripted, unedited, and maybe just a little unsober. Hey, horror fiends, it's Phil Macabre Brothers Original, still watching American Horror Story 1984, wrapped up with episode five, and ooh, that was some satisfying television. Those first five episodes, they just, uh, well, tied up kind of sort of nicely. This is where the normal show would end. We still got four more episodes to go. Um, I'm gonna call this one the false finale, ending part one. And from the very beginning, Nurse Rita has always been one of the most compelling characters. Even in that very first episode, I loved her, and she seemed like she was gonna be a little bit different. You know, in a normal slasher, in a uh, typical slasher, traditional slasher, she probably would have died right away. But no, instead, she's got a history. We know that she's a psychologist and that she helped while Mr. Jingles get out of jail. We saw how things ended up for him last episode. And we left her where she, well, she watches Satan reincarnate pop up from the ground. Yeah. Uh, And this whole time, I knew she was different. There was something totally different about her, but we never knew why. It was always interesting to wonder why. Was she just made that way? Well, in this opening scene of uh, episode five, we find out that, yeah, it runs in her blood. That's all I'm going to say. I think you should uh, see this reveal for yourself. Nurse Rita definitely has a uh, strong family tie to serial killers. Um, And man, starts off right away with, well... The biggest reveal of them all so far, other than the last episode when we learned that Margaret is actually the murderer, we now learn that Night Stalker, he ain't just uh, some, well, tool to be used by Montana. No, he is evil incarnate. And you know, to be honest, I always thought Night Stalker looked just a little bit like Randall Flagg from The Stand. If you'll remember Randall Flagg, he was uh, the crow. He was the uh, stand-in for the devil in uh, Stephen King's The Stand. And yep... Night Stalker, full-on Satan. Somebody else who's full-on Satan, Xavier. Xavier is losing his mind after he got shoved in a oven in the last episode by Mr. Jingles. Uh, he has now been blistered and burnt to the point that he knows he has no future in television, and he starts losing it. But Margaret does a good job of uh, knocking him in the back of the head, <laughs> knocking his ass out. She also does a good job of, well, splitting the group up so that she can, of course, get them alone and keep on murdering people because that's what she does best. She ends up on a boat with a guy who can't swim, with Chet, the guy who's got a busted arm, leaving Montana and Brooke alone with knocked out Xavier. And uh, those three end up back together. Brooke, of course, being hunted by Montana because Montana's got a vendetta against her for supposedly, well, being the reason why uh, her brother got killed by Brooke's crazy, murderous, jealous fiancé. But Montana, no, she doesn't have the stomach to kill uh, Brooke on her own just yet. Or maybe Brooke is just meant to live. You never know with plot mechanics and stuff. Seems like Brooke's able to get away from Montana real easily when Montana's about ready to chop her into bits. And at some point, we realized that Ray has come back to life. Just like the hiker. There's something in that dirt out there in Camp Redwood that uh, keeps people coming back to life. And in ways that the, uh, the Night Stalker could never predict or maybe the night stalker just enjoys this camp is fucking evil brings people back to life makes them relive their deaths over and over and over again forever and ever and always oh and it also is a place where the devil incarnate can uh, get his kicks also a place where margaret 
runs the show and nobody wants Margaret. Man, she pushes Chet off the boat. Shit gets intense there. But the plot really thickens when Virgin Brooke runs into Undead Ray and they bang one out. So if you were going to keep on making drinking games <laughs> for this, like we had a drinking game for episode four, yeah, you would, um, well, you would assume that there's a drink here, even though we don't get to see the sex scene because, you know, TV, FX, can't quite show sex, but we can show all the blood we want. Go figure where that double standard comes from. But uh, Brooke, she assumes she's going to die. Bangs one out with Undead Ray. And yeah, learns right afterwards that Ray is actually undead. That reveal came real fast. I did not expect Brooke to find out that she just had sex with a ghost so soon. And of course, she loses her mind. She's like, are you dead too? Is everyone in this fucking place dead? To Montana. And Montana says, no, I would know if I was dead. And if everyone else was dead. Would you though, Montana? Nobody else does. Ray doesn't realize it. Hiker doesn't realize it. Well, at least not at first. And then soon enough, we all realize it. Um, now we're getting to the part where uh, everybody collides. The monsters collide. The survivors collide. The killers collide. Everybody's getting together. Mr. Jingles and Nurse Rita have a run-in. Brooke and Montana chase each other, fight, stab each other, choke each other, have a run-in. Uh, Jingles and Margaret have a run-in. Oh, yes. Remember that Mr. Jingles kind of had the hots back in the day? For little Margaret. Yeah, and Margaret was just using him to hide her own murderous ways. Yeah, Jingles and Margaret, they have a confrontation. And then Xavier and Jingles have a confrontation. You know, crazy Xavier, burnt-faced Xavier on the archery range. I love it. A little homage to uh, Friday the 13th Part 1. And then Margaret and Xavier have a run-in because nobody's quite sure who is responsible for who yet. And it's doing a good job of revealing some of these uh, motives to us before characters know so that we get that, you know, that, that, that rush of, as the audience, who we know, stay away from that person. Like Xavier, don't mo- knock out Mr. Jingles because he's going to kill Margaret because Margaret's the actual murderer. But Xavier doesn't know that. Well, guess who wins when Margaret and Xavier get together? Or does any of that matter? Because overall, this is looming the big, black, vengeful spirit of the Night Stalker. Oh, and yeah. By the way, did you forget that it's daytime and in the morning, kids are coming to this motherfucking camp? Yeah, so did Brooke. (laughs) The moment that Brooke remembers kids were coming to this camp is one of the reveals for the ages. But I could have done without the kids screaming, you know, and it's a little cheesy on the bus. But I do love it again. We get the whole subversion of a slasher coming out into the daylight. These awful, terrible people, this monstrous night actually, you know, well, turning into day. And unlike the movies, when that's all you've got time to show is uh, the daytime and then let the audience assume what comes next. Nope, we're going to get to see everything that comes next. And we actually get a surprisingly touching moment as we learn what comes next. Ray, who just saw his head in a freezer not too long ago, fun little reveal that, stumbles to an ambulance where the nurse sees that he has no pulse, so she's going to get him in the ambulance anyway. Find out what's going on with this uh, guy who is very obviously, well, alive. He gets in the ambulance, the ambulance starts driving away, and at the entrance to Camp Redwood, he finds himself on the ground, unable to leave Camp Redwood. Like the hiker, and, well, the person who was just taken away in a body bag not long ago, Montana, stabbed to death by Brooke, 
she also can't leave. And then things get a little clever, a little cute. Montana realizes right away that she's a ghost, apparently. She tells the boys, you guys are doing this purgatory thing all wrong. (laughs) Can't wait to see where sassy Montana takes this all. As Night Stalker and Mr. Jingles ride away into the sunset, they escape together. Night Stalker lives to uh, create chaos for another day, and Mr. Jingles, well, he still lives, just period, because he was brought back to life by the Night Stalker. Are we going to get some weird, like, horror version of a buddy comedy road film? (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. Still four episodes left. Getting on to the next one. Episode six coming up next. But episode five, that was a very satisfying way to wrap up episodes one through five. So where is everybody at the end of this uh, first part of American Horror Story 1984? For the false finale, we've got uh, a couple ghosts wandering Camp Redwood. We've got the self-aware ghosts, Ray, Hiker, and Montana. We didn't actually see where Brooke ended up. She's somewhere. I imagine she got carted off to the insane asylum. Mr. Jingles and Night Stalker laughing their way off into the sunset, ready to go cause some chaos. And then Xavier. Xavier knows that he's never going to be the pretty boy he once was. Well, we'll see where he ends up in the future. And I see that next episode, episode six, 20 years in the future. We'll see how it goes. Rolling on, still liking it. Where can it go from here?